Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Tornado Tag Radio, episode 96, here on the Night of the Living Geeks Network. We are going to talk about Clash of Champions, Raw, SmackDown Live, Talking Smack, NXT, and oh boy, do we have some some notes here. But before we get to all of that, I would like to welcome in the Tyler Black to my Jimmy Jacobs. Marianne. Hello? Why have we not done that one before? Don't I didn't go into the ROH tag team. Hmm. Hmm. So there it is. Excellent. See? I told you I'd bring the thunder this what? week. Why are you Jimmy Jacobs? Because you're Tyler Black. You have the two colored hair hit thing. No, nah, this was this was pre Seth Rollins douchey hair. I'm the one that would dress like fucking Jimmy Jacobs. Kay. Sorry. All right. Do you remember when I told him that he looks like the lead guitarist of every band ever? Yes. Because <laughs> he does. Every band that I loved in high school. So how's it going? <laughs> Good. I'm so glad people can't see me when you're playing the intro music because I do stupid ass shit every single time. <laughs> it's bad. It's like because I can't like get up and dance. So I'm just yeah. like dancing with my head and it looks mad stupid as is most things that I do. But mm. yeah. How have you been? Uh, good. Lots of progress feelings happening lately. Uh, I guess before we start getting into uh, stuff, uh, I can proudly announce that um our Lord and Savior, Tetsuya Naito, won the IWGP Intercontinental Championship last week, or this week. I can't remember. Praise be to Naito. Praise be to Naito. <laughs> there you go. So that's pretty much all anybody really needs to know. I still haven't had... I tried to watch the match three times, and I just can't get through it because I'm, I'm at work. Oh, uh, okay. To watch I was going to say Arsenal played, um, and I most of the time I get the games yeah and it was happening live and facebook was like it's happening live and i was like i fucking know that and so i went on to my tv to look at it and it was just playing fucking like manchester city and like like real madrid and like barcelona no it had a bunch of different games but i was looking for champions league and it was like oh we have it but you don't get that channel and i'm like fuck yes i do i've done it before (laughs) you know and then it was like on the TV in my house, it was like, doesn't start till seven. And I was like, since when were you not playing shit live? Yeah. I was so mad. Like. Strange. We won too. I was like, why are, I was like, I, of course I can't watch it and we're winning. Shocker. It's always the case, isn't it? We're very inconsistent with our, our, our wins. Let's rewind here. And actually, I guess the first thing I want to say is. I actually, when I was typing up my notes today, forgot to include this in my original notes. So I guess that shows you how memorable Clash of Champions was. I straight up put, I didn't watch it because frankly, I didn't care. So we'll go... The card bored me at all, like completely. We'll we'll go over it um, briefly. I think we forgot to mention last week uh, about Pete Dunne winning. Pete Dunne, yeah, he won the... um, progress tag team titles which are two parts of a shield and it's pretty badass we were like oh he didn't he win two things and like yeah he won that title and then he won i can't remember what the other title was and apparently he's also been champion of i can't i can't remember there was just so many titles and he's apparently been champion for over three years in one of these promotions well, and he's i'm like fucking awesome sweet sweet deal collect all those titles and become a modern day ultimo dragon he's the best yes he's great <laughs> john is also wearing a pete dunn shirt right now you guys i am i almost wore it but instead i wore my candace LeRae one instead yeah i'm yes but Excellent. the bottom half of me is or is orange cassidy so cool deal cool deal clash and- of champions Gallows and Anderson versus the New Day match is fine. I just don't understand why the New Day needed to cheat at the end. Xavier Woods used Francesca too. Because half their gimmick would be gone. I just don't understand. They're, they're the good guys. We're, we're supposed to... That's You cheated. That's weird. Brian Kendrick versus TJ Perkins for the WWE Cruiserweight Championship. And... Holy hell, TJ Perkins' entrance is 
Hot Fire, y'all. It is awesome. It is chiptoony goodness. It is just <laughs> Mega Man amazing, amazingness. Kendrick is still amazing after all these years. TJ Perkins retains. Now, this could have been the match of the night, surprisingly. It was match seven of seven in the best of seven between Sheamus and Cesaro. Uh, Cesaro was in it, so derp. It was a very, very good match. They derp. beat the living hell out of each other for many, many minutes. You guys, Sheamus might be interesting. And uh, I didn't even mind the ending, which was there was no ending. They It was just the refs stopped the match because they kept beating the shit out of each other. So we didn't have a winner in the best of seven series, which we will get to in a couple of minutes here. Then we had... Sami Zayn versus Chris Jericho in a match that I don't remember anything that happened in it. So poor Sami Zayn. Yeah. Then we have Bailey versus Sasha Banks versus Charlotte for the Raw Women's Championship. Charlotte retains. Ugh. The match was good. I don't have any notes on it though, so that's cool. Rusev defended his United States Championship against the big dog, Roman Reigns, in what could have been the longest match I've ever watched in my entire life, and I've watched 60-minute Iron Man matches. This match was so long and so boring. Except Rusev kicked Roman Reigns in the face a lot. That was cool. Uh, Roman Reigns win. He he wins, and he's the United States Champion. That's Is that cool. the only like prediction we had that was correct? No. Oh, wait. No, I mean, I'm pretty sure we predicted TJ Perkins was going to retain. Oh, I didn't even know that that was a prediction that we made. I feel like we just assumed. That would (laughs) have been terrible. That would have been very bad for business. Seth Rollins challenging the Universal Heavyweight Champion, Kevin Owens, picked up steam towards the end. This is a decent match. I actually think I liked it more than I'm letting on right now. I was fine with the ending. The ending was Jericho interference. Because best friends. Because best friends. And I'm fine with it because we're trying to make Seth Rollins like super baby face. So we might as well have the heel cheat a lot. And it's like, oh man, Seth Rollins lost. It's expected though from Kevin Owens. So I feel like that's the character change is not going to happen really. Yeah. Because Kevin Owens is just, can he be anything else? He can be a good guy. It's very easy. He's a family man. And? Looking out for his family. That's it. He's a working man. There you go. We did it. We did it. Play mm. up the family angle, and you're good to go. Mm. Monday Night Raw. We have two matches that we just saw last night that are happening on Monday Night Raw, and that is just unacceptable nonsense. I think because of the debate, they just kind of phoned it in. Because they figured, like, fuck it, nobody's really going to watch this, and I don't know. Uh, I have a new thing for Monday Night Raw. Which is? Uh, the Mick Meter. Other than the Kane Counter? So we had the Kane Counter when Dad Kane was on every five seconds. Now we have the Mick Meter, and Mick Foley was in six segments. That's too many. <laughs> we start the show with Roman Reigns. And we what already a way see. To start. We already see that Rusev is in the ring. He doesn't even get an entrance for his rematch for the United States Championship. And you thought last night's match was long at Clash of Champions. This match was three fucking segments long, and it didn't have an ending. Holy fucking shit! That is terrible. It was a double countout. They just fought around the crowd. Those and are then- so. It was bad. Yeah. It was real bad. I was not happy. And I actually don't even think we watched the match. I think we fast forwarded through it. So I saw it in like four times speed and it wasn't that long. And it was still, oh really? No, I was going to say and it was still long. I just <laughs> counted the segments. Sheamus and Cesaro are called to the ring by Mick Foley. I believe this is his third appearance of the night already. And he says, hey, neither one of you guys won the thing. What's the deal with that? I feel like Seamus was like, you said the guy who beat the shit out of the other guy more would be the winner. And clearly that it was just nonsense. And Mick Foley goes, all right, since neither of you won, I'm going to give both of you a title opportunity. And they're like, cool. 
And then he's like, yeah, at the tag team titles, so you guys need to be a tag team now. And they're like, what? We don't get along. How's this going to work? And (laughs) that was the whole segment. (laughs) Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson get their rematch because the New Day cheated, and they didn't win again. So the New Day, still the tag team champions. And I have a... Very good feeling. They're not going to lose those titles until they beat Demolition's record of 480-something days. So they got about 70 more days. Oh, my God. So here we go. Oh, my God. We had a Bailey squash match, and I said, I like squash matches. I'm glad they're back. That was about it. That's the only note I have. (laughs) Then we had Rich Swan. And Cedric Alexander taking on Lince Dorado and the Legal Eagle, Drew Gulak. The the Regal Beagle. My God, Drew Gulak is on Monday Night Raw. I know. I I fucking know. I think, um, I don't know if you've noticed, they've been doing this with the Cruiserweight matches. They changed the ring ropes to purple. Like, they switched them out. And I think that is utter nonsense. Like, they take down the red ropes, put up purple ropes, and then take down the purple ropes and put the red ropes and back up. And that doesn't up. exactly happen quickly. No. I mean, I feel like this happened in between commercials, but it's like, man, that is that is unnecessary. Please stop doing that. Yeah. I feel like that kind of thing where, um, where you take time to change it kind of makes people over it when it does happen. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. And, and it's already hard to get them over anyways mm-hmm. considering all the fucking morons that don't even know yeah yeah so and i mean it's like well what do you do in between that okay of the commercial break and then well i'm sure their ring crew's fantastic how long does it take to put up take down ropes put them back up and tie them all in and tight and stuff they're not like a like a nascar pick yeah so <laughs> so i mean like you have to do take a commercial break then you have to do a backstage segment with mick foley for the fifth time so if you guys are going to take a piss break you might as well take like three piss breaks maybe rich swan and cedric alexander win via the rich kick in a roll-up i love the rich kick i love rich swan you get him rich swan you, you get him we had um, the odd couple of Cesaro and Sheamus. How are they going to get along against two jobbers? And who cares? They beat them. Oh, maybe this will work. Who knows? We had TJ Perkins versus Tony Nese also making his Raw debut. And was um, so weird. It was a pretty good match. And also, this crowd can go straight to hell. <laughs> they were fucking terrible during this entire match. Uh, chanting for CM Punk, go fuck yourself. I'm so fucking over it. They're like the NXT crowd, but worse, because there's more of them. Yes. Um, TJ wins in a That's fun, so fun fucking match. rude. Ugh. Going into business for yourself. That's a good old crowd. Chris Jericho's highlight reel with Kevin Owens, still gold. Still good stuff. I think he put the cameraman on the list of Jericho. He did. Good for him. He did do this. I did see this. We had Enzo and Cass come out with their new weird-looking microphones. I I like the idea. I just don't think they've perfected it yet. Like the microphones, they're just testing they looked, it out. They, they looked very awkward. I did not like like them. I mean, I looked liked how they looked, but them holding them is like you. Super I pictured awkward. is just like little kids when they have that tiny cassette tape like speaker thing that has the bungee microphone attached to it. That yes, no but leopard it, it, print. I wish <laughs> I wish it was that. <laughs> Then we had uh, it, the main event was Enzo and Cass versus Kevin Owens and Jericho in it. It was like an impromptu match where Jericho wrestled what in like an, what his an, leather pants. What an odd main event match! It was fine though. It was a, I mean, it didn't like further anything like as Raw main events sometimes do. But and it was half nice. of everything that Jericho has been a part of doesn't really further anything. Yeah, I mean, it was a fine. It was a fine match. Owens and Jericho win. Raw next week. Kelso and Hyde, you oh, guys. Oh, yeah, that's the thing. That's cool. Somebody that isn't Jon Stewart or Seth Green. I don't, I don't Or Flo Rida. Raw, Raw or is B-Show. Raw <laughs> is the... It might even be the C-Show. I would probably wa- rather watch Superstars in main event than Monday oh, Night Raw. Oh, man. It is just great. I, and let's... Speaking of... How many weeks in a row is that where it has been straight B-Show? It's been B-Show for a while. 
Like okay. SmackDown has not been bad. I don't think I've watched one episode of SmackDown. I was like, that was very bad. It's either like, and I will stand by that, or fucking fantastic. Yes. Yeah. So SmackDown Live, the A Show, starts out with. I put that in my notes in brackets. <laughs> the A Show. The A Show starts with uh, Randy Orton coming out and saying he's not afraid of Bray Wyatt, and I just want to take this time right now to talk about the entire storyline that goes through Raw because I don't want to talk about it. Randy Orton took a lifetime and a half to get to the ring like he's the Undertaker or some shit. And I was like, stop. You're a bad person, Randy Orton. It is like the feud with Randy Orton is like stale at best. So basically what happens is he comes out and he goes, I'm not afraid of you. You're afraid of me. And then Bray Wyatt goes, Oh yeah! Ha 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 ha! Come find me in the in. I have I made a maze for you. You should come find me. And Randy Orton more laughing like, than he does talking. Yeah, he's like Randy Orton's like all right, cool. And he goes backstage and then eats some Scrabble pieces. No, that's Batista. Just kidding. And this um, <laughs> this entire this entire thing I'm about to talk about is like split up into like I want to say four segments. Yeah. So like Orton goes backstage. He finds like an arrow or something and he like turned and, and that n- shit the pacing was so bad why the fuck was if you didn't immediately notice actually no i'll get to that afterwards but that decoration like the way it was decorated it's like why do they set everything in the electrical room like like in the basement and then there was scary. just random like painted like blood style on the way it, it was like it was like if middle schoolers were designing a haunted house as a project yes that was it. Like, that was it. It was, like, the stupidest thing I've ever seen. It like, was very bad. Like, I re- like that rivalry is, like, super stale, like, as is all rivalries with Bray Wyatt, because, shocker, they don't know what to do with him. fucking boring. People chanting what when he's talking, though, is the funniest thing in the world to me, and it gives me life. <laughs> so, Orton goes backstage, he sees an arrow, and he, like, I don't know what he he turns it and goes a different way and then like Eric Rowan's standing there and then he goes to these doors that ha- like I think one says I am a god and the other one says I don't know I'm says, telling you it's middle schoolers did it I says bet something you something else he opens one door there's a cardboard cutout of Randy Orton with no eyes that's so weird and then the other door has um, Eric Rowan behind it but he doesn't go into that door. It's like and, scream. Dude, it's so funny. <laughs> I was thinking about this. Can you just imagine the conversation between Bray Wyatt and Eric Rowan where he's like, Eric, man, I need you to go. <laughs> I need you to go to the store and get me one of those Randy Orton cutouts. Just go to the store and buy it, man. Like, I'm going to scare him with it. <laughs> like, what is what is this conversation? I know, and then cut out the eyes. And then cut out the eyes. With a box cutter, because you can't do it with scissors. And then hide behind the other door. Follow the... Bu- I don't care. So <laughs> It doesn't even matter. I don't even know. Like, the last segment is... Or, or Bray's like, oh, man, you couldn't find me. You're whatever, man. I don't know. And then he shows up behind him. He was there the whole time. And yeah. if you didn't immediately know that it was Randy Orton, you're a fucking idiot because nobody wears sweatshirts with the sleeves cut <laughs> off and the long ass strings like that. I mean, it was so obvious. So Ugh. Randy Orton, I assume, attacks him. Bray gets away. And then we have this weird segment, like part of that segment where Randy Orton puts on the mask. It's like the movie The Mask. And sits down. And then, like, the camera, is, it starts all freaking out and stuff. I, and then Bray Wyatt's there. And I was like, did they make a mistake? I don't what understand. What the fucking hell happened? Like, I'm so confused that I'm actually scared a little bit. Are we? Yeah, I was, like, very uncomfortable. Are we supposed to assume that they are um, one in the same? Is that what I'm supposed That's to assume? That's terrifying. Like, they are now one in the same? Also, like, when that whole thing happened, I was like, okay, it's cool. Randy Orton's, like, one-upping Bray Wyatt, like, at his own game. And I just really kind of wanted a Luke Harper big boot to come out of nowhere and then i would have been pleased luke harper please come back soon but maybe on raw so you don't have to be by the way family please so that was the whole randy orton thing let's actually talk about uh some cool shit now we opened the show with american alpha heath slater and rhino taking on the new nasty usos and the new nasty ascension because they have different makeup now and oh shit that new usos music huh 
I told you they needed new music, and what happened? And they got they it. They got the new music. I'm a fucking genius. Yeah. They, the fact that they were already in the ring and didn't even get an entrance and only the Usos got an entrance, I was like, is this a sign of Heath's inevitable failure? And by that, I mean losing the tag titles. They're gonna he lo- thinks yes. I think they're going to lose them in a little bit here, which is fine. I'm fine with it. I also love how JBL calls him hashtag I got kids <laughs> and he doesn't even call him by his name. He just no. calls him hashtag I got kids. So... <laughs> match match was fun. Um, American Alpha. I mean, uh, Chad Gable still getting his leg worked over. He's Slater with the, the hot leg. tag. And the leg lariat. I was My so impressed. God. Heath Slater with the hot tag and the crowd erupting. SmackDown is a magical place where dreams happen. Seriously, the though. The A show. But the Usos and the Ascension ultimately win. There you go. We had a tag team match, another tag team match. We had Carmella and the worst heel of all time, Natalia, taking on Naomi and Nikki Bella. Dude, that seg whenever whoever Natalia is paired with, she does like an abs she like absolutely nails her gimmick of being outshone by whoever she's with. <laughs> like nailing it on every level. Like she's just so like she doesn't even oh, she's so bad. The decision to turn Carmella heel was the greatest decision. Just another yes. SmackDown awesome thing they've done. Uh, Natalia is the worst heel of all time. She can't even be mean in promos. She doesn't. E- she's not even convinced. Like, yeah, I Carmella, don't even know how they're they do so. They're dumb. And people. she stands there and smirks really stupid. Aww. And it's like you're just extremely like hateable, but not in a heel way. You bad. Does Naomi's entrance change every time? It's the same thing, but she does a different thing. Yes. She's the fucking best because she did a Calypso leap and I lost my fucking mind. She's great. And I absolutely love I her. I love it. I hope she becomes the new Kalisto with her outfits, but more expensive because her wardrobe is fluorescent. And the other thing about <laughs> Naomi too, like the promo they did before where it's like, you got to keep the darkness out and let it glow. It's like a weird almost like new day power of positivity thing Mm -hmm. but not shitty like Uh, (laughs) the only good the only time i would be like i'm like okay with watching nikki bella talk (laughs) yeah like i love naomi she's fucking great and her her entrance is just amazing and i'm so glad that they're doing something a show a show and carmella pins nikki bella cleanly i might add there was no grabbing of the tights she just rolled her up nice Pin Nikki Bella. Nikki Bella doing the J-O-B on SmackDown. Pretty good. I'm, I was shocked. I was like, she didn't cheat. She just rolled her up and pinned her. Holy hell, this is great. Yeah. Nikki putting over the new talent. All hail Nikki Bella. Nikki Sawa. Nikki Sawa, thank you. <laughs> the queen of strong style. <laughs> now, we have The Miz coming out, making his homecoming. Epic promo showdown this was hot fire the hottest of fires which i think it was is like so green. good green or blue it's, it's blue. blue blue what's like green smackdown. green like the second wow like smackdown nice <laughs> i like it so miz comes out and he says uh fuck lebron james i'm the greatest cleveland person he, yeah but isn't he built from hollywood california just like ziggler's build from hollywood florida they're both from cleveland but they're all. They're but they both, don't even give a shit. They're both embarrassed. <laughs> they're like, I don't want to be from here. This place sucks. And I was like, Cleveland, why are you even clapping for either of them? So <sighs> we had the Miz's parents who. Miz dad. My goodness. His pyrotechnics were hilariously excessive. Yes. Just like he is. Yes. It was amazing. They just kept going on forever. Oh, and they showed that great video package. The Miztosh. Oh, my God. <laughs> It was so good. With Angry Miz Girl. With Angry Miz Girl. I have to see if I can find the Miz's promo package for before he came out at the WrestleMania main event. That was amazing. It was I think this one might have been better, but that one was so good. I'll see if I can find it. But oh, good stuff all around. The Miz informs us that his parents are in the front row and everyone starts chanting for his dad yes because apparently his dad owns like i don't it sounded like he owns a restaurant or something that's pretty famous and i don't know people were freaking out over mrs dad and he has like a oh he has like a faux twitter account and it's the funniest shit ever oh my god his tweet was i hate my son and that's all it was 
So Miz uh, also points out shooting low blows left and right that Dolph Ziggler's parents are in the crowd, and then they showed Dolph's parents, and I was like, he looks exactly like his dad. Yeah, it's so strange. and telling them the Zigglers that they should be ashamed of him was harsh, but oh also, my God. he forgot that they also created Rai Rai Nem Nem, <laughs> the oh. better of the two, who is a gift to the comedy author gods and is hilarious in his own right. Yeah. That was, I mean, everything he said about Ziggler and that entire thing was so true, it was painful to listen to, because it's everything <laughs> we've been saying forever and I was like, oh. The Miz is doing God's work right now. Seriously. And Ziggler comes out and says, don't talk to my parents. You're dumb. I and hate then you. goes like crazy emotional. Yeah. And basically says, because the Miz is like, you're just going to ask me for a rematch and I'm not going to give it to you because you fucking suck. We're leaving. Bye. And then Ziggler Who's basically crying? puts up his career and says, career versus title at no mercy. Let's do it. And I said, man. I can't wait for Dolph Ziggler to be gone because <laughs> that's what's going to happen. His contract's up soon. Didn't he say, I'll put you out of your misery? And I went, put you out of your misery. Ha <laughs> ha puns. So, yeah, title versus career at yeah. No Mercy. And uh, see you later, Dolph Ziggler. Aside from him being theatrically amazing, I feel like people should appreciate Miz mostly for all of the puns that he sets us up for. Yes, he sets us up for... I still think Misneyland's my favorite. That is the best one. <laughs> Did you notice how many 2K17 ads there were? There was like 4,000. Yeah. I am every... We're, we're going to talk about what's happening on the Twitters in a couple of minutes here, but... Just so I don't miss any breaking news, I'm refreshing my Twitter feed. Like Breaking news of what? Of Impact Wrestling. Oh, yeah. We will get to that. So, yes. Becky Lynch comes out for a match, but the... This is my note. Becky Lynch comes out for a match, but the beautiful and wonderful Alexa Bliss attacks her. Oh, Alexa, you're the best. Indeed. She, ta- she tackles her and beats her up and says, you don't deserve this title. Becky, <laughs> I do, and then walks away, and I was like, this is great. I love everything that is happening. SmackDown, a numero uno. Please tell me you watch the Kurt Hawkins promo. Once again, what is Kurt Hawkins' gimmick? Um, is Somebody it... said that he is Matt Hardy 1.0. He wishes. <laughs> He's a gift genie, though. I don't understand. Did you watch it? Yeah, I it was that. just I was like, just turn this whole thing into a gif. I will love it. I don't know. I mean, it's kind of funny, but I just he's getting a lot of vignette time and I don't understand. Just debut him already. Just debut him and it better be fucking better than all of the stuff that you're putting him through next week. Right. Yes. All right. OK. All hail. Cena comes out on commentary for Dean Ambrose. Dude, John versus. Cena is so sassy. Can we acknowledge how sassy He's John great. Cena is? I love him on commentary. He should be on commentary more G-rated often. G-rated sassiness. It's the best. So, um, WWE Championship, Dean Ambrose taking on AJ Styles in a pretty good match. I enjoyed it. I believe AJ won via the cheats. Mm, oh, probably. the cheat. The day Dean Ambrose taps out in a match is the day he stops being awesome in my eyes. Like, the magic will be gone. All right. And I will be sad. I don't think he'll ever tap out. They kept... Yeah, that would be completely ridiculous. They kept calling him unpredictable. It's unpredictable. No. If anything, that's the biggest inaccuracy of all inaccuracies. Like, he's cripplingly predictable in the ring. Like, he loves dirty deedsing everything, mm-hmm. does rebound clotheslines, running bulldogs, and suicide dives like they're going out of style. I think somebody said, I, so, someone said, Dean Ambrose never does the same thing twice, and I laughed real, real hard. I think it was David Otunga. Probably, because he's an idiot. He's more relentless and out of control, Like, but the only thing that makes him like unpredictable is his actions outside of the ring, and that's pretty much it. Or at least they were up until the brand split. Now he's just like suddenly less yeah. crazy. He's not popping out of the back of trunks and trying to beat like Seth Rollins with like a lead pipe and all of that wonderfulness. True. He's but, a wild card. Yeah. 
wild card. Somebody was like, I don't remember who said it on the commentary table. They're like, why didn't he go for the cover when he did the Pele kick? And then I was like, uh, because Springboard 450, that's why. <laughs> Fucking idiot. Yeah, bro. John Cena just wants everyone to get back in the ring. Can't we just give John Cena what he wants? He was more concerned about, they need to get back in the ring. And I'm like, okay, Dad Cena, can't stop w- it. Can't win the match Dad out on the floor. Cena. So that was a show. Not a show, the a show. <laughs> now we move on to NXT. Well, I had st- I had talking smack notes. Really oh, fast. talking smack. Renee Apologies. asked a question. She said, if Dolph loses at No Mercy, will that in any way affect your booking? Concerning that he is such like a cornerstone player in the WWE. And mm-hmm. Daniel Bryan, like, you know, Daniel Bryan was like, mm, no. Like, no. <laughs> He was like, because SmackDown's about giving people new and different opportunities. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, on the Miz's entrance, he was like, Miz just cost us so much money. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, so I'll, I'm going to step in for some talking smack <laughs> things that I read. And I would actually also like to point out something that Daniel Bryan pointed out on Talking Smack. He does that. Points out lots of things. How many times... Did I say Daniel Bryan or Shane McMahon's name during our SmackDown Live recap? Zero times. You know why? Because they weren't on the show. Mm -hmm. No authority figures on the show. And I feel like Daniel Bryan might have been shooting a little bit when he was like, yeah, wasn't Mick Foley on Raw like five times last night? Probably. And he said like... He's real good at being like... Yeah. He said, if we don't need to be on the show, we're not just going to be on the show to be on it. It's not if, if we didn't need to be on it this week. We did. We yeah. made all the decisions. We don't have to do it's it. It's the Wrestle Show, member. Yes. But then, like, it was the two guests that they had were, like, Becky and uh, John Cena. And Becky put a really good point. She was, like, they were, like, well, Alexa's, like, she's just, like, born a champion. And she was, like, a champion of what she hasn't been a champion in anything and then i was like you're right she was never a champion in nxt she's never been a champion in anything wrestling at all Mm-mm. and so she's she a was like in my heart outside of there this business championships like like don't mean shit yeah and then john cena came out and he is like impossible to hate it's like the whole time i'm like frustrated as <laughs> fuck great. his way of talking blurs so many lines like he's so real that i have the hardest time believing anything he says is scripted like I know it must have been at some point, but he's been around for so long. I feel like they just trust him ex- to know exactly what to say and what works for him. Yeah, I mean, he's got, um, yeah, you know, he's he's the man. Yeah, he could probably say whatever. Well, almost whatever he wants. Yeah, Renee straight up got called out for apparently skirting around the issue of Dean. They were like, "Stop avoiding this issue." I know you don't want to talk about oh it, kind my God. of thing. That's so funny. And Cena addressed that he was like. Dean said last week that I'm out here I'm like out there like making it big and all this stuff when uh you're making millions of dollars too you're not exactly like not well off and I was like you're shooting on Dean and I can't even disagree with you like it was making me so mad that show should just be called shoot week basically um (laughs) but he said that Dean like like Roman and Rollins are excelling and then Dean has kind of hit like a plateau low point. And it was so brutally true Damn. that he's a star player despite his ups and downs, basically. But what John Cena said is, yeah, you're a star player despite you going up and down and stuff like that. But there's dudes like Cesaro who are out there constantly having amazing matches and uh-huh. never getting the chance ever. Mm-hmm. And they don't hit that because everything they do is amazing. And I was like, Cesaro? Oh, hey, remember when Cesaro almost killed himself at Clash of Champions? Yes, and remember when Daniel Bryan said, hey, Cesaro, you should go to SmackDown. He should. Cesaro, please stop fucking doing that. We know you're good, man. The only people that are allowed to do uh, Tope Suicidas should be the luchadors and smaller, all all the cruiserweights, because all these larger guys are like, I'm going to do these things. And he almost fucking just broke his... It's ridiculous. Yeah. Don't do it anymore. And I just loved it because John Cena was like... Because Cesaro's out there making like cons- like amazing, amazing matches constantly. And I was like, dude, I want to reach... Like, And everything he was saying is he was very humble about it. He was like, I know that like this and this and this and you say these things you know and you're right and it was he's just very like he was like i wasn't drafted first but i'm not upset with that i could have been drafted last and i'm not upset with that either the point is i'm there 
you know, and I want to be there and do my job. And I was like, I want to reach a point in my life where I'm as content and easygoing as John Cena. Oh, man. John Cena. Yeah, man. But I'll be like a hella old by that time. But John Cena has hit like the content level of like 70, but way younger. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, it does. But yeah, let's talk about NXT now. NXT starts off with Lord William Regal or Lord Stephen Regal. Did you remember when he was Stephen Regal and he went to the WWE and they're like, you can't be Stephen Regal because we already have a Steve. And he was like, fine, William, I guess. Because that's a royal sounding name. There you go. Is it Stephen with a PH? No. Okay. <laughs> William Regal Classic. announces okay. the second annual Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic, and John says, Oh shit, I'm ready. I'm ready for this. And we have a little more on the Tag Team Classic after we go over some graphs. Yeah, here. it's going to be announced like slowly over time mm-hmm. after that. So. so we started the night off with the perfect 10, Ty Dillinger taking on the Just a Guy. Angelo Dawkins. What a way to start the show, Ty Dillinger. Ty Dillinger is, I love his theme. I love everything about him. It's time to shine, sir. Corey Graves' quote of the week in my mind. That cartwheel was terrible. (laughs) And I went, thank you, someone else, for noticing. Corey is so funny. He has so many many quotes for this. Like I have so many Corey Graves quotes for this NXT episode. Good. So Ty Dillinger wins, obviously, because Angela Dawkins is terrible. And Bobby Roode comes out. Corey Graves went apeshit in his in his brilliant false enthusiasm. Like his fake excitement is so unconvincing that it's brilliant. He was like like, he was the happiest kid on earth. He goes, oh, my God, Tom. And Tom Phillips, you could just hear him shaking his head. Like, (laughs) he's so funny. So Bobby Roode says, hey, Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic is a coming, and I need a partner. In my head, I was going, they better be called perfect, like, perfectly glorious over and over and over in my head. I was like, it fucking better be that if this is going where it was, and it is. It is. So um, (laughs) that is one of the tag teams we'll have. We'll go over the others very shortly here. We had the... Did you see the handshake at the end of that, though? Was it just me, or was it awkwardly long? It was very awkward, yes. Yeah, it was so long, and I was like, just stop shaking hands, please. This is really awkward. We had the early brothers, twins. Ely. Ely? Yeah. Who cares? Uh, <laughs> With the match that didn't happen versus the revival and the Elys. They have such a sh- they have such shitty. Are those their actual first names? I have no idea. Gabriel and Uriel. Those are archangels, <laughs> and those aren't even like the cool archangels. <laughs> like, come on, that's like the messenger angel and the wisdom angel. The revival come out, and a wild Joe appears, and he destroys the Ely brothers, and says, "Hey." William William Regal. That's how he says it. Uh, he and he, you know, says his threats again and walks away. And you better revi- be more decisive. The the uh, revival's like cool. We get the night off. Top guys doing top guy things, getting nights off. There you go. We had Ember Moon taking on Mandy Rose. In um, I like this match. I thought yeah, it was fun. I didn't think it was terrible. Like Mandy Rose doesn't seem to have the ability to make any other face other than a vacant pouch. She is literally the blonde Eva Marie. And I'm not saying skill wise, I'm saying she looks like Yeah. She looks exactly she like her in skill. the face almost. But her ring presence and just presence in general reminds me of like freshman year elective drama classes. <laughs> but that would be giving it like even that's being generous. But with with Corey Graves saying it's like feeding a like it's like feeding a poor innocent mouse to a snake, and I went, okay. First of all, all the people I know who own snakes fed them dead, thawed mice, which hmm, touche, still a good analogy. But like, was her right hook good, or was that just me that thought it was actually good? No, it was good. She caught her real nice. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> she busted her open. She's also good at losing. True. <laughs> She actually might be worse at acting than she is at wrestling. That's fine. But at the same <laughs> at the same time, that seems like it might be worse than the other way around because good ring presence can at least distract from the fact that you're terrible at everything else. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So 
We had the authors of Pain versus Two Dudes, and with each passing week, the authors of Pain, I I like them more and more. They have weird names, but all right. Paul Ellering spoke. He did. Very quietly. He did speak. And for some reason thinks that Plethora has more emphasis on the or than it really should have. Uh, maybe it does. But that rude-ass audience needs to stop. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck them. Going in the biz for Look, yourself. The sanity promo things? Yes. Is that supposed to be a take on the Suicide Squad? I have no idea. Because <laughs> that's what I was seeing. I was like, is that supposed to be like a, a bit of a play on that? Whatever. There's a German dude in it, right? Yes. That's all I care I believe about. we are two weeks away from Sanity debuting. It's either two weeks or next week. I can't remember how the tapings went. Yep. We had Asuka taking on <laughs> Liv Morgan in a minute-long match. The death of Liv Morgan. It's okay, Liv. You're all right. She came out and Corey Graves was like, look, if you're going to be dumb, you better be, like, tough. <laughs> <laughs> And, and then he said, nope. whatever moron, he was like, what kind of moron wrestles with suspenders on their gear? And Tom Phillips was like, um, you did. Yeah, you did. <laughs> you fucking idiot. And then they were like, she was saying some random shit or whatever. And then Corey Graves went, listen, Liv Morgan is from New Jersey. The school system there, not exactly the best in the United States, okay? And Tom Phillips was like fair point i was like ouch damn that match was depressingly damn. short i wanted it to be longer i really did and the main event which i have no notes on hideo tommy versus lince dorado i have no notes on it either except that was it just me or was it eerily quiet yeah it was it, it was, was really quiet, quiet. There, it wasn't like quiet as in it was lacking moves it was just like weirdly quiet who knows i don't know man don't know there was lots of shuffling going on <laughs> yeah so there you go. That was NXT. Now we move on to all the news items. So the Dusty Road Tag Team Classic. We have... These are the teams that have been announced. There are more teams, but we'll just keep the kayfabe here, I guess. We have Tino Sabatelli from... Um, I can't remember. What was... Breaking Ground? Breaking yes. Ground. Yes. And Riddick Moss. Bobby Roode and Ty Dillinger. Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa, Andrade Cien Almas, and Cedric Alexander. Such a weird pairing. The Revival. And just announced today, holy fuck, Hideo Itami and Kota Ibushi. My God, what a time to be alive. Jesus fucking Christ. So I wonder, I wonder why Kota didn't. I mean, he's coming back, apparently. Maybe. I have no idea. Cause we we don't even all, know what's going on. What are you doing, Coda? You're just taking bookings everywhere? That's fine. You do what you got to do, brother. You do you, Coda. Those are the teams that are announced. There are some more, but I didn't write them down. Is, so. is Gargano and Ciampa taking this thing, do you think? No. They're going to go to the finals. They're going to lose. And then Ciampa's going to turn on Johnny Gargano. I said that literally the second... They announced it? They announced it. That's what's going to happen. Remember that. I think I have a tweet. Also remember that if he's wrong. Mm, <laughs> For I'm some reason. Not John's wrong. usually not wrong. So, <laughs> woke up this morning, got to work, was looking at the Twitters, and saw that um, WWE Performance Center had an invitation-only talent tryout this morning. 40 athletes reported. And here are some of the names. You might recognize some of them. We At had least you fucking better. Shauna Baszler. Yeah. Eddie Kingston. Dude. Nicole Savoy. <laughs> oh, man. Kimberly. Heidi Loveless. 3.0. That's a tag team, if you do not know. I love that tag team. The <laughs> Samoan werewolf Jacob Fatu. Marcus Lewis and Jessica James, those are the among them. There were 40 in total, but those are the, for me, sign them up. All of them. Let's All go. Heidi Loveless was technically already with WWE, but, you know, it's like new thing. So, I, why not? Regime. Why not? Check I, out that picture. My goodness. We'll post the article in the show notes to see Eddie Kingston's name on WWE 
dot com is, is the weirdest shit ever and, and it he makes... looks he looks like he's in very good shape you know that if they signed him dean ambrose would be so excited they're boys he's yes they are boys he's a fantastic <laughs> promo i'm and he's a great wrestler i whew, sign sign everyone i just talked about sign all of them I guess you can sign Scott Parker. I won't be mad. 3.0. Sign him up. You need more tag teams. Let's do it. I don't it. know if I could picture like Shane Matthews not being Shane Matthews. He would be. I mean, like. He would still be cracked out. Yeah. He wouldn't. He wouldn't <laughs> stop being that crazy person. It would be so weird if he wasn't. So, yes. <sighs> sign him up. Sign him up quick and put him in the tag tournament. <laughs> You need more Canadians. That's Fuck a lie. It, do it. And sign up every single one of those women. My God, you would just refresh your fucking roster immediately and it would be great. Yeah, Kimberly could suplex like Everybody. everyone. Like maybe even two people at the same time. All right. We need to talk about TNA. We do. And I'm not... Joking. As of right now, nothing has happened. But the end is near as a song that WWE used to use for pay-per-views said and i'm checking just to see if anything has happened nothing has happened so basically what is happening as of tomorrow at the end of the day we should know if tna has either been sold to billy corgan or sold to wwe those are the only two people that are apparently on the table right now and which do you prefer so uh TNA is supposed to have a, their WrestleMania like pay per view on Sunday, the biggest their biggest event, and they have canceled flights for wrestlers for Sunday. They're going to try and use more local people. Some people are like, I don't even think I'm booked on Bound for Glory anymore. It's a fucking disaster. So the end is near. Regardless, <laughs> I um I would, and I was talking to Kyle about this. It's it's not fun for me if WWE buys TNA. Oh, it definitely isn't. Like, and I really, really, really don't want that to happen. It's not fun for me. And I mean, I guess it is kind of fun for me. It's like if it's like a Thursday after we record and I'm like, I want to watch an old Impact from 2003 and I just go. That's like the only upside, though, right? And watch it. Yeah, but uh, I I also heard that if they do buy it, I mean, obviously they buy the tape library and then they'd purchase some contracts of wrestlers. But it's like who would um who would who would want to go back? Most of them are ex WWE guys. They don't want to go back there. Yeah, and then some of them are people that had tried out. Yeah. So Chuck Taylor. So Holland asked um, if there. Billy Corgan buys TNA and completely overhauls the branding, how would this affect TNA's marketability? Would they lose any brand awareness? First of all, I don't really know how much brand awareness TNA had to begin with. <laughs> um, that is a heavy shot, but I have heard Billy Corgan says the first thing I would do after if I am sold tna is i am renaming it that's the first thing he's doing i would have i have a lot of faith in billy corgan mainly because i'm very sure since he became like the i think he's a minority shareholder right now but he has almost all of the shares he and he's running daily operations i'm sure he says like the hardys come up to him and go hey so we're thinking just do it. Just do whatever you want. We will put it on the air. He's giving them like creative control. Just that do makes what you got to do. Complete sense. I could see that being. I a trust. Thing. I trust you to do something, it, even if it's be broken, fucking whatever. weird. I'm down with it happening. Final deletion wasn't fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm fine with it. So he seems like he really like. He's wanted to. He wanted to buy ECW when it first went when it was going you under. Go Billy Corgan. He wanted to buy it, but it. Didn't happen probably because Paul Heyman wanted way too much money. And he's been fronting TNA like money for months now. So he says he has no other investors. If he ends up buying it, that's on him. He's buying it and that's the end of it. So I'd rather he buy it and try and 
keep this train a rolling i feel like if the wwe did it would just fall apart and turn to nothingness no they would close it right away they yeah I, I think that's bullshit it would just they'd close it and they'd get the tape library they'd throw it up on we're gonna be the an network. evil monopoly it's kind of hard to monopolize wrestling oh i know i wasn't being serious no but you i get know what i'm saying but people always you know claim about there's it's not monopoly. the steel industry yeah there's always going to be like you can't monopolize like the music industry. It's like yeah. the same thing. You can try. You can try, you but it's not possible. people are going to go elsewhere and spend money, and that's not yeah. a monopoly. <laughs> so I, I don't. I I'm just I'm kind of sad, <laughs> just because like TNA's on the upswing a little bit with I, obviously Broken Matt Hardy leading the way, and I w- actually watched. I think the latest one, so like last week's, I watched like an hour of it, and it was fine. It was a fine show. I liked. I actually watched an Eddie Edwards match, so that tells you a lot. I'm not really a big fan of Eddie Edwards, mm. but I watched an Eddie Edwards match, and I enjoyed it, so there you go. So we'll see. I mean, probably by today, and you're listening to this on Friday, you will know what's going to happen to TNA and if Bound for Glory is actually going to happen on Sunday. Crazy times. See, I have already lived through this. Like when WCW was bought by WWE. So, and I know a lot of people who didn't even like, they're like, I was nine. How old were you in 2001? 11. I was 11. I I didn't know what wrestling was. When I was was. your age. Yeah. So I already lived through this. So like for some people, this is like the first time WWE's Buying, like, I watch WCW every fucking day. So there are literally people that are like, I watch TNA every week. Now it's going to be gone. So hopefully it's not gone. And I'm realizing we're going to go into questions from Facebook and Twitter. Um, Craig asked a question on our Facebook page. And I actually didn't do research, but I already know my answer. So I'm going to read his... And therefore you don't really need to do research, no. yeah. Uh, this is... The year I finally got into PWG. I bought all of the available DVDs from 2016, and I unsurprisingly love them all. Uh, if I start going back year by year, when will I hit the point of dimish- diminishing returns? What do you mean? When will I hit it where it's like, oh, uh, not every show is like good to great? Oh, okay. That's a good question. That is a very good question. I have been watching PWG since it started. I actually bought my very first PWG DVDs from Joey Ryan at an APW Halloween hell show. <laughs> That's an go. amazing sentence. <sighs> I think the first DVD I bought from him was the tournament to crown, I believe, the first PWG champion. It was Badass Mother 3000. Like, fucking everybody was in that tournament. And it was great. And... I'm I'm trying to think, Craig, if there's actually a year in PWG that's kind of a year meh. or just a show. No, like a year. He said, mm-hmm. if I start going back year by year, when will I hit the point of diminishing returns? I think PWG, you always find something on a show that is really good because it's ru- it's run by six wrestlers. So they, you know, they know people. They go, hey, come work for us. They know people's stuff. gimmicks. They've they just yeah. I mean, if you go back far enough, you have like Loki and Daniel Bryan and Kevin Owens and El Generico and Kenny Omega. Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins. I mean, you have older Chuck Taylor stuff. <laughs> I'm trying to th- I'm trying to think of other people. I can't think of it. Colt Cabana. CM Punk was there like once or twice. So you get Super Dragon shit. Old Joey Ryan shit. There's a, a Super Dragon Joey Ryan guerrilla warfare match. That almost ended Joey Ryan's career. That's actually pretty good. I can't remember when it was. It was when Joey Ryan's finisher was like a swinging neck breaker off the top rope, and he did a he did it off the tur- like off the ring post to the outside, and like almost like paralyzed himself. Ah, uh, Joey. I think I can't remember, but it was pretty bad. I remember. Um, oh, you get human tornado stuff, which is fucking great. You get early Candice LeRae shit. Um, it's Craig. Honestly, I don't think you could like you. You have enough. Like we, the internet now, you can go back and look and be like, 
look at the cards and be like, oh, which card is is good? And you're going to find something that you're like, oh, Pac versus so-and-so. Like, you have old Adrian Neville shit on there, too. Like, he was pretty big in there. So you're not going to find anything that's, like, that bad. And plus, like, the older stuff they had, they didn't used to have the commentary track on there. You'd have to turn on the secondary. Oh, yeah, you were telling me about this. You'd have to turn on the secondary. And even if the event... If you don't think the event's that good, turn on that secondary track because that's where the gold is and you get to hear Excalibur do commentary on his own matches and it's pretty great and that's when they didn't like I mean they don't really take the comment they take the commentary seriously now do they Yeah, you say that now, but if you go back and watch like their old stuff, it's like they don't take it seriously at all. They're talking about whatever in the middle of matches. I was like, I feel like they take it seriously when they have anybody like other than Kevin Owens or Chuck Taylor. That's actually where I got I got the phrase Jeezy Creasy from Excalibur. Because he <laughs> used he used to say it all the time in the older ones. Jeezy Creasy. God. So there you go. I guess my answer is you won't. Just Look at the car, and if you need recommendations, I have, I probably have eighty PWG DVDs, so you're good to go. And I have a lot of old stuff. Yeah, have you never borrowed any of my old? No. All right, I'll let you borrow some. Are you sure that's a good Actually, idea? Actually, no, it's not a good idea because you need to watch the Scenic City Invitation. I do. Anyways, so long story long, you won't be disappointed no, anywhere you, won't. you go. Dominic, with the CK. Yes. Yeah. He asks. Whatever happened to Archibald Peck? And I <laughs> and I say, Dominic, the fuck if I know. I remember Archibald Peck showed up at the end of last year's, he, the season finale of Chikara. He showed up in the middle of the ring. The lights went out. The lights came on. He was back. He pushed over Mike Quackenbush and took some sort of like, it was like the almanac. And he was like looking through it to see what year he was in. And then he was gone, and we have not seen him in Chikara since. So I don't know what happened That's to him. That's the fucking weirdest thing It ever. was so great, though. That That's was such hilarious. a great show. Yeah. That's hilarious. So I I don't know, Dominic. I there And I have not been keeping up on Chikara. I've been trying. I've been trying so hard. It's like one of the things I cannot... I just can't bring myself to watch. And I used to love Chikara. We know I used to love Chikara. And now such I'm just like... Such a huge Chikara mark. I just don't... I don't know. I I watched some of King of Trios and I liked it. I don't think I ever asked you when the point you fell off was. It was the begin. It was literally the beginning of this year. I okay. think I watched like one or two shows and I was just like, eh. and I, I, don't I don't care. Know, I don't care. And honestly, if I think Chikartopia is one of the better streaming services out there. I just don't. I didn't have. I don't know if it's gotten any better. It was very. It, it was. I was going to say it was they very hard to navigate. Out. They sent an email out so and they hard. said like it used to take us this many months to get our newer shows up. Now it's only going to be like I think a month. Well, in it between. wasn't even that. It was just hard to navigate. Like yeah. it was hard to figure out what was and what. And their Roku app was a little wonky, which Shikara I did not is enjoy. Just wonky in general, and that's not even in a bad way. So. I guess that's what happened to Archibald Peck. Like, he showed up at the end of last year, and we haven't seen him since. We didn't have any other questions? That's it. I already answered the Holland one, and that was it. Holland always has a question for us. That's all we had. All right. So. Okay. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter, uh, Tornado Tag Radio. You can follow me on Twitter, at Team Hate, and you can follow Marianne on Twitter. Sailor Moon Salt. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. Search Tornado Tag Radio. Rate and review us as well. Shout out to Finally North. They do our music. You can check them out on SoundCloud.com slash Finally North or FinallyNorth.com. Head on over to NOTLG.Spreadshirt.com and buy one of our shirts, please. And head on over to Patreon.com slash NOTLG to support TTR and all of the other podcasts. Just donate a dollar, guys. John has kids. I have kids. <laughs> I do not have kids. I repeat, I do not have kids. But give a dollar anyway. So give us a dollar anyway. So that is episode 96. We're coming up. Zexa Neunzig? Sure. I don't speak German. 
I, I don't either. I, you, I, ugh, I'm bad at it. We're close. <laughs> we are oh so close. Maybe we'll get us a Kyle for episode 100. Possibly. We'll see. That'll be a hoot and a half. Yes, it will. Indeed a hoot. What a time it will be. So that is it for us this week. So there's only one thing left to do. So Marianne, if you will. Bring the bell. Bing, bing.